0: seven FGI, Grand Rapids Greatest Hits. Welcome to the winter solstice. Um, by the way, a lot of our Christmas traditions are based on uh, ancient people's celebration of the winter solstice, the shortest day of the year. Uh, solstice is literally, literally um, uh, translates to sun stopping. So the sun is stopping above us today, making it winter, and then the days are going to get longer from this point forward. Uh, One of the most requested photos in the history of the National Archives is a picture from this day in 1970 of Richard Nixon shaking the hand of Elvis Presley, who looks a little bit high, just a little bit. Um, The story is, basically, uh, Elvis got up on this day back in 1970, and he thought to himself, you know, hippies and... uh, People taking drugs is a problem in America, and I can stop it by becoming a DEA officer. And so I'm going to fly from Memphis to Washington, D.C., meet with the president and tell him I'm on his side. And <laughs> I know what you're thinking. How do you just walk up to the White House and go, I want to see the president? Well, you're Elvis. Okay? You're Elvis. You can do anything. Um, he's he kind of on the downside of his career a little bit. Kind of got it going again. Uh, but had uh, decided, you know, he was getting bad mouth. Nixon was getting bad mouth. And why not do it? So I, I got this clip here. This is from a, a TV show called Drunk History. that used to run on Comedy Central. Basically, they would get a person drunk and he would tell a historical story. And uh, this is the story
1: of Elvis and Nixon told by a drunk guy. Elvis writes a letter to Nixon while on the plane. They land and he drops it off at the front of the White House. It was shocking. No celebrities wanna hang out with Nixon. So when he reached out, they're like, Elvis wants to meet with you. This can't hurt matters. Don't you wanna see what Elvis has to say? Why not? He's like, yeah, yeah I'm Yeah, I wanna meet him. Let's see what's going on. And Elvis comes in. And Nixon looks at him like, uh, is kind of crazy man. You, you you dress really crazy, man. He's like, hey, you have your get up, I have mine. Okay? Nixon's like, yeah. I'm glad glad you came by, I want to meet you. Uh, Good to see you. And Elvis does the hard sell saying he needs the badge. Well, I I care, man. I care about what's going on with these people and I care about the hippies and everything that's being said right now, man. It's terrifying. People that are saying things about you and and, uh, the people that are saying things about me. And that's why I'm happy to be here, man. But I need this badge. This is so big for me, I need it. Nixon really takes it in, kinda asks his aid. He said, can we do this? And the aide comes back and says, I'm sorry, it's done. Cannot give this badge. Sorry, Mr. Presley. You cannot. You have no qualifications in our mind to have this badge. And Nixon decides to give him this badge. So Elvis goes back to get photos taken. But then Elvis is a licensed and registered federal narcotics agent.
0: Yeah. And uh, he later would use <laughs> his badge to pull over a plane and uh, find some dude who stole some stuff from Graceland. So there you go. The story of Elvis meeting Nixon on this day, back in 1970. 98.7 FGR, Grand Rapids Greatest Hits. Tommy Tutone offering you an instant phone number anytime somebody asks for yours. Just give them that one.
2: This is a journey into sound.
0: Chances are it's already registered.
2: A journey which along the way will bring to you new color,
0: new dimension, new value. Well, this week we've been meeting the witches of Christmas, and here... (laughs) I just found this TikTok feed. I thought it was funny. I didn't know there were Christmas witches in other parts of the world. So here's another one.
2: This is Frau Percher, a Christmas witch from Austrian and German mythology. It was said that she would go from house to house during the 12 days of Christmas. And if she found any woman who hadn't finished her spinning by the 6th of January, she would become enraged. If you'd been good that year, Frau Percher would leave a silver coin in your shoe. But if she decided you'd been bad... She again would tear out your stomach But she'd fill it with rocks and straw In parts of Austria today Processions are still held around Christmas time to try keep this particular witch happy And stop her tearing the guts out of your children
0: Okay, so she wouldn't just pull my stomach out But she'd fill it with rocks and straw So that's kind of cool Because then at least you're not hungry Uh, This is a guy with a little song about winter It is here Have no fear Winter has finally arrived. Has it? It is here. <laughs> I'm not giving a cheer. Eventually, there'll be snow by my side. Eventually? Yeah, dude, definitely doesn't live here. Um, It is the first day of winter, and look at the bright side. It's going to get uh, slowly more light. Between now and spring, every day, few seconds, every day, a little more light. Uh, this is a viral video of comedian Joe, Joe Coy offering his sister a cookie.
2: Take a bite of the, the cookie. Now tell me, is that not the best cookie? So good. And you can't even taste yeah. the weed. Mm. Wait, what? They're weed cookies. Huh? No, but it's just a little bit. No. No, it is. Can you taste it? No.
0: It's
1: so dope. Sweet. Rush. <laughs> You what should be starting to feel the word <laughs> bubble. No. I swear to God. No, you don't. <laughs> to- By the way,
0: there was no weed in that cookie, and you should never do that to someone who's not prepared for a weed cookie, because some people, well, they just don't like the effects of... 98.7 FGR, Grand Rapids Greatest Hits. It's me, Jojo Gerard. Yeah. How's everyone doing? Good? Good? Today's the winter solstice. Can somebody have a fire tonight? Can we have a bonfire wants to light a bonfire that used to be the way they celebrated the winter solstice back in the ancient times see back then uh, man spent most of his time outside so they would notice things like whoa the sun is like right there and now they would track it and they're like okay this time of year the sun stops and it starts going back the other way it's weird we don't know what to do about it so we'll build a giant fire Here are a couple traditions uh, that have lasted to this day. The burning of the clocks. This is in England, Brighton, England. Fire needed to light the dark days of winter has traditionally been a part of winter solstice celebrations. The modern day Burning of the Clocks Festival in the seaside town of Brighton, England, took up that notion for its yearly solstice parade, bonfire and fire show. Whoa. Even get a little show out of it. People wearing costumes representing clocks. Boy, Flavor Flav would have been a hero in this festival, right? It's a big clock around his neck. And the passage of time marched to the beach with lanterns made of wood and paper. There the lanterns are burned in a huge bonfire. See? It's what we need is a bonfire. Symbolizing the wishes, hopes, and fears will be passed into the flames. Sure they will. Uh, an ancient Nordic festival celebrating the uh, winter solstice was turned into St. Lucia's Day. A festival of lights uh, celebrated in Norway, Sweden, and Finland. Although it is now meant to honor St. Lucia. Am I saying that right, Lucia? I want to say Lucia. You know, like that. Uh, Santa Lucia. But I think it's St. Lucia. Uh, Christian Martyr has been incorporated with early Norse solstice traditions, such as lighting fires. Again, see, this is it. We need a bonfire tonight. Who wants to host it? Come on. We can throw beer cans in it, like we did when we were kids. Um, the fires are designed not to warm people up, but to ward off evil spirits. Yeah, well, it also kept people warm, right? The evil spirits was the cold, pretty much. Uh, Girls dress up in white gowns with red sashes and wear wreaths of candles on their head in honor of uh, St. Lucia. Let's see here. That's uh, one of many festivals for uh, the ancient Roman festivals, Saturnalia is perhaps most closely linked with the modern celebration of Christmas. This festival uh, happened uh, at the winter solstice and celebrated the end of the planting season. There were games and feasts and gift-giving for several days, also orgies. Okay, now that's something, no, I don't want any part of that because I don't have a smoking jacket. You'd have to wear a smoking jacket, just like Hugh Hefner would, right, to an energy? Hey, look at this. Back in Saturnalia, guess who got the day off of work? Slaves. Yeah, they didn't have to do any work that day. They were probably pretty happy. They did not work and were briefly treated as equals. Oh, well, thank you for that. Thank you for that. That's uh, the JoJo Feel good on the 50s. Nice and easy. With JoJo on 98.7 FGR. Uh, let's see here. Where did I? What did I do with my story? I had it up. There it is right there. This is uh, Liz Rizzo uh, who went to a uh, Walmart recently and got into a discussion with Carmen Kelly. The greeter there. The two got to talking and Liz learned that Carmen retired in 2004, but had to start working again after racking up $6,000 in medical debt. What? That's disgusting that that has to happen. That's what Liz thought. So she took a video over and posted it on TikTok, where it was viewed over 15 million times. Then she started to GoFundMe, which currently is at $130,000. So Carmen now can pay off her medical debt. She's never going to have to work again. And that's good. Uh, Carmen says uh, she's very, very thankful at uh, what went down, she said, I can't explain it. My life is going to change so much. And Liz says, we need to kind of help take care of each other.
1: And the seniors in our world need to be taken care of because they took care of us.
0: Exactly. Oh,
1: <laughs> I'm real close
0: to Medicare, and I hope that doesn't happen to me. I just hope it does. Whoa! FGR, Grand Rapids Greatest Hits. Uh, It's the JoJo Show. Yeah, it's sad to report that uh, Frank O'Hara's passed away. They were just about to celebrate. Uh, In fact, uh, Sunday, is it Saturday or Sunday? And uh, it's Saturday. Saturday, um, the Oakland Raiders were supposed to play in Pittsburgh. And uh, those are the same two teams who played in the uh, 72 playoffs uh, during a freezing rainstorm. Uh, And uh, that game, uh, neither team could move the ball much because it was so slippery out. It was 7-6 Oakland, and then something called the Immaculate Reception that happened. Uh, there was just seconds left in the game. If you don't know this, uh, uh, this is, happened 50 years ago, so a lot of people might not know of it. Uh, so uh, why they call it the Immaculate Reception is because uh, it was fourth down and 10, and there were just seconds left in the game, and Terry Bradshaw went back to back, back. Yeah, the guy from Fox, that dumb guy. He used to be a good quarterback. So he went back to pass, and the production broke down. And he was just about to get drilled, uh, actually did get drilled. Uh, he, was, uh, he's, he sensed that he was going to get hit, so he just fired. He saw a black shirt streaking over the middle, so he just fired the ball and uh, got drilled by an Oakland Raiders uh, defensive lineman. The ball chromed off of, depending on who you talk to, either Jack Tatum's helmet or Frenchie Fuqua of the Steelers' hand. Uh, It makes a big difference because back then two offensive players could not touch the ball in a row on a forward pass. So had it touched Frenchie Fuqua, Franco Harris grabbing that thing off the ground and running for a touchdown would have been negated. Uh, And here's the other thing. They didn't have 437 different angles and cameras uh, back then. So the only uh, uh, replay of it that could show anything was a hazy TV picture. And you really can't tell. Whether it hit his helmet or his hand, it didn't matter because the referees called it a touchdown. But Franco Harris snatched it like inches off the ground uh, just before it uh, fell incomplete and just sprinted for a touchdown. And most of the Oakland players were stunned that he was even running. They thought it was incomplete. And they're just looking at him going, uh, what's up with that dude? Oh, no, he grabbed it off the ground. It didn't hit the ground. It's good. But uh, Franco was supposed to be at this uh, 50th anniversary celebration, uh, but he passed away. Uh, He was only 72 years old. I say that because the older I get, the more it seems tragic that someone dies in their 70s. I don't want to die that young. I know that. Uh, But um, he was supposed to be there, and they were going to retire Harris's number during that game against the, uh, I guess now, Las Vegas Raiders. I called them the Oakland Raiders. That's not true. Uh, But uh, RIP to Franco Harris. I remember his career well. Won the many Super Bowls with the uh, Pittsburgh ninety-eight-seven FGR, Grand Rapids' greatest hits. I forgot to mention this in the sports this morning. Congratulations going out to the Eastern Michigan Eagles. They won the famous Potato Bowl yesterday. That's an actual thing. 41-27 over San Jose State. And for that, they get a giant potato. I'm sure of it. Uh, it's become a Christmas tradition on this show to uh, play a song called Christmas in the Trenches about a World War One truce during uh, uh, trench warfare. And I will do that when we come back. It is the JoJo Show on 98.7 FGR. Seven FGR, Grand Rapids, greatest hits. It is the uh, JoJo Show. And uh, I was just reading uh, Live this morning with uh, Mark Terragrosa, who's our meteorologist. Um, <laughs> he is not real confident that this storm will lighten up at all. In fact, uh, he's uh, kind of getting on the National Weather Service for not issuing uh, more severe warnings. Uh let's see here. Uh he says the National Weather I'm reading from live.com. The National Weather Service at this point will only give the storm a winter storm watch when their wording talks about blizzard conditions. You get exposed to five or more winter storm watches per year. This may sound like a run-of-the-mill snowstorm. It's not. In at least the western half of lower Michigan, it will most likely be the most memorable snowstorm in the past 5 to 10 years. Well, you know what I you know I n- n- no defense against Mark we really had. well I guess we had one really bad storm that I can remember the last five years um the second deceiving part that was in twenty nineteen wasn't it February um there's a the second deceiving part of the current winter storm watch is southeast Michigan Saginaw Valley, and the Thumb are currently not under a winter storm watch. These areas must not be going to have much dangerous winter weather, right wrong while the snow will be a few inches less that wind. We'll continue and blizzard conditions will persist. So uh, he's basically warning if you're driving east, you're still going to have some problems, although not as bad as we are in uh, West Michigan. So there you go. Uh, Ominous uh, news from a a meteorologist I trust. Um, But we'll keep an eye on it. Hopefully, hopefully, this is what my plan is. Because remember last week, they said four inches, we've got 14, right? So if we hype the hell out of this, maybe it'll go away, Right. Let's just hype the hell out of it, call it a bomb cyclone, all sorts of dr- dramatic, fearful things, and then maybe it'll just not come, or it'll maybe change to all rain. I doubt it, but maybe. 98. seven FGR, Grand Rapids Greatest Hits. It is the uh, JoJo Show, and as we get closer to Christmas, uh, you can remember probably sitting on Santa's lap and asking him for some gifts, and as a kid, you were a little materialistic. You want a lot of the hot toys, didn't you, that Christmas, and you'd seen things, and Christmas magazines and Christmas catalogs, and you're like, ah, that's what I want, Santa. But there are kids that are just wired differently. They notice things around the house, and they ask Santa for different stuff. Like, Lillian's son, what happened?
2: My son, he was about four years old, and we had a house where the toilet would make this horrible noise when you flushed it. It would, like, growl at you, and he was afraid of the toilet. And he said, I want a new toilet. He actually did have a legitimate reason for wanting a new toilet, but it's probably the only time Santa was ever asked for a toilet. Probably.
0: probably. Santa, can I have a new toilet, please? One that doesn't moan and groan at me every time I take a poopy? That would be good, wouldn't it? Six one six four five nine ninety eight ninety eight. This is the JoJo Show. 987 FGR, Grand Rapids Greatest Hits, Christmas, Christmas. How about this? How about this? Just take a look outside. It's a beautiful morning. All of a sudden, got a little bit of sunshine. What? What? Uh, the calm before the storm, I guess, is what, uh, what that is. Uh, it's the JoJo Show, and uh, if you have uh, ever parented kids like I have, uh, you realize that the uh, most dreaded things you want to see on a box, a gift that you got them for Christmas, are the words, Some Assembly Required, because that means you're going to be up Christmas Eve night helping Santa build that thing. It's not going to end well, because I'm not really talented in that area. I remember one time, you remember those, um, they were rocking horses, but they were spring-loaded. It had like a a frame, and then you had springs with a plastic rocking horse in the middle. (laughs) And kids loved them. And we got one for my two-year-old daughter, and uh, I couldn't put that thing together. It was a struggle. Finally, after hours, I got it done. And I realized I had six or seven screws. I don't know where they went. Where they were supposed to go. They were left, though. You had some uh, screws left over, or if you ever had problems uh, putting something together on Christmas Eve, love to hear from you this morning, 616-459-9898. But please, for the love of God, don't have this happen to you. Janet?
1: My husband didn't smash it or break it, but he accidentally swallowed a few screws to the four-wheeler instead. Oh, boy. So we had to find other screws to replace it <laughs> once he swallowed. Because he puts them in his mouth to hold them instead of putting them on the floor or something. So he put them in his mouth. Sure, I do that. And I don't know how he did it, but I turned around, and he has that look of terror. And I said, did you really just swallow them? And sure enough, he did.
0: And I couldn't wait for a few days to, because it's critical, putting it together Christmas Eve, couldn't wait for a few days for those to come out through the the system, right? Uh, so he had to go find others. It's the JoJo Show. You're on 98.7 FG- FGR. 98.7 FGR. Grand Rapids Great hits. That man sure can play the piano, can he? Yeah, he can. Uh, I think this so. This is a
2: journey into sound. He's trained to do that. Yes. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value.
0: Uh, it's time for the audio of all sounds from around the world. Uh, listen, I found this TikTok feed about Christmas witches. I had no idea there was such a thing. But I guess we got to balance everything out. With good uh, Christmas, there has to come evil, like this witch. This
2: is Frau Percher, a Christmas witch from Austrian and German mythology. It was said that she would go from house to house during the 12 days of Christmas, and if she found any woman who hadn't finished her spinning by the 6th of January, she would become enraged. If you'd been good that year, Frau Percher would leave a silver coin in your shoe, but if she decided you'd been bad, she again would tear out your stomach, but she'd fill it with rocks and straw. Oh, okay. In parts of Austria today, processions are still held around Christmas to try and keep this particular witch happy and stop her tearing the guts out of your children. Yeah,
0: get your spinning done, I guess. Nowadays, you'd have to jump on the Peloton. It? Isn't that what spinning is now? <laughs> I'm, I'm cycling as fast as I can, Christmas witch. And uh, last but not least today, how about this one? Uh, 19 years ago today, Susie Colbert, an ESPN announcer, went to interview Joe Namath on the sidelines. Joe had had a few beers, and he was feeling a little, well, shall I say, randy. I believe uh, everything that anyone else has watched uh, Chad play uh, impresses me. The same thing impresses them.
1: What does it mean to you now when the team is struggling?
0: <laughs> I want to kiss you. I couldn't care less about the team struggling. I want to kiss you.
1: Thanks, Joe. i yeah! a huge compliment. Yeah, you know Joe Namath, part of the Ford decades.
0: Yeah, he's reaching in for a kiss, too.
1: <laughs> he's going for it.
0: He was going for it live on TV. He later apologized. But, uh, hey, you know, I understand. 98.7 FGR, Grand Rapids Greatest Hits. That's a different children's choir than the one in We Don't Need No Education. Another Brick of the Wall, Part 2 by Pink Floyd. That also featured a children's choir. Uh, This day in 1970, Elvis woke up at Graceland in uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, I'm going to assume high on opioids, but I'm not positive. And he decided, I'm going to fly to D.C. on my private jet right now. And I'm going to meet with Nixon. And uh, uh, I'm going to tell him I'm all in on the uh, war on drugs. Because drugs is destroying society. And uh, his Memphis posse are like, Elvis, you can't just go see the president. And he's like, no, you don't understand. I'm Elvis. And I think there's no better way to tell this story. Uh, than to have a drunk person do it. That's the way it should be. There's a web series called Drunk History where they get people alarmingly drunk and then have them recount stories from history like this one. By the way, the photo of Elvis meeting Nixon is still to this day one of the most requested at the National Archives. Uh, Here you go.
1: (laughs) Here's the rest of the story. Elvis writes a letter to Nixon while on the plane. They land and he drops it off at the front of the White House. It was shocking. No celebrities want to hang out with Nixon. So when he reached out, they're like, Elvis wants to meet with you. This can't hurt matters. Don't you want to see what Elvis has to say? Why not? He's like, Yeah, arrange Yeah, I want to meet him. Let's see what's going on. And Elvis comes in. And Nixon looks at him and like, uh, like, I crazy, man. You, you, you dress really crazy, man. He's like, Hey, you have your get up, I have mine. Okay. Nixon's like, yeah, I'm glad glad you came by. I want to meet you. Uh, Good to see you. And Elvis does the hard sell, saying he needs the badge. Well, I I care, man. I care about what's going on with these people, and I care about the hippies and everything that's being said right now, man. It's terrifying. People that are saying things about you and and, uh, the people that are saying things about me. And that's why I'm happy to be here, man. But I need this badge. This is so big for me. I need it. Nixon really takes it in, kind of asks his aid. He said, can we do this? And the aide comes back and says, I'm sorry, it's done. Cannot give this badge. Sorry, Mr. Presley. You cannot. You have no qualifications in our mind to have this badge. And Nixon decides to give him this badge. So Elvis goes back to get photos taken. But then Elvis is a licensed and registered federal narcotics agent.
0: Yeah, Elvis. And then he took that badge 10 days later to the FBI and said, I'm going to meet with J. Edgar Hoover. And J. Edgar Hoover goes, nope. No, you're not. The hell out of here. And Elvis is like, Well, I'm a registered drug enforcement agency, agency guy with a badge. And Edgar Hoover, J. Edgar Hoover goes, Nope. And then years later, J. Edgar says he regretted that decision and he should have met with Elvis that day. Maybe it could have changed the course of history. I doubt it, but maybe.
2: Feel good
0: on the 50s. Nice and easy. With JoJo on 98.7 FGR. Santa saved a doggy. Yes, uh, this happened uh, earlier this month in uh, Kelowna, British Columbia. Wayne Dorman, who owns uh, Doggies Pet Services, uh, was dressed as Santa Claus for an outdoor uh, city event. Out of the corner of his eyes, he saw a dog struggling to get out of a lake after falling to the ice. The dog was on a walk, had gotten away from its owners, and made a terrible, terrible decision to walk on the thin ice. Wayne, still dressed as Santa Claus, sprang into action, jumped into the lake and rescued the struggling dog. He was the right man for the job because he's been working with dogs for decades. As he explained, in those instances, you always worry about them biting you or freaking you out. I didn't have to worry about that because he's a dog whisperer. And-